how's it how's it how's it you here with me nick how's it nick how's it ronnie i see you're pretty smug today you had a really good round on super brew i see i was awarded the wooden spoon so you're a bit chuffed about that aren't you yeah you were awarded the wooden spoon and uh, i did have a good round as i usually do as you usually do well that's not true that's definitely a false statement but I have to give it to you. Your calls for, for the URC quarterfinals this weekend were much, much better than mine, unfortunately. How many did you get? How many, well, clearly not enough if I got the wooden spoon. <laughs> oh, I should actually, I should take a look. You know, we don't prepare well enough for these things. I should definitely bring out every single Super Brew log and we, every week <laughs> we should talk about the movements up and down. But I mean, you're so shit anyways that I pretty much just give up and I'm playing against myself now. Yeah, well, fortunately, I edit this podcast. So if you were to do that, I would just cut it out because I can't have you misleading all our listeners. But yeah, I mean, let's dive straight into the URC quarterfinals. That first fixture, Ulster 36, Munster 17. You did call that one, you back, eh? Ulster by... You back Munster there, right? I did indeed. I thought Munster so would tell, take tell, it by three. Me, now that we're on the podcast, tell us why you back Munster there. Because you well, gave me a lot of shit for this. Yeah, because I backed Ulster and you gave me a lot of shit. Yeah, because Munster had won both games against Ulster in the regular season. Okay, and Sharks beat Bulls in all the games uh, that they played against. The Sharks beat the Bulls in every game this season as well. Yeah, so logically, Munster should have won the third one. Why? Ulster have lost one game at home all season. Yeah, to Munster. I hear you, but you've got you clearly, you, <laughs> clearly you know less. Though. I mean, the bookies, everyone were in favor, was in favor of Ulster. I mean, it's a home game. When in doubt, you clearly do not know enough about Northern Hemisphere rugby to be able to call a winner between those two. The number one rule comes in play here. When in doubt, always pick the home team. That's, yeah, that's but you the see, rule. the trick to that or the exception to the rule, if, as it were, is that I wasn't in doubt. Well, yeah, okay, sorry, you were just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I unfortunately I have to concede you got that call right. I got it wrong. I thought Johan van Kran would have had a better send off from the boys. You know, he's finished his coaching tenure there. But what can I say? Ulster, I actually thought put on a really solid performance. Their attack was on fire, and scrum half Cooney is an animal, eh? Yeah, I know. It's like a couple of players there in that Ulster game, in that Ulster setup that you know that you can stand up for. You know, stand up for the Ulsterman. And yeah, how is that song, hey? Stand up for the Ulster. I, I can't quite click, though, what the original version of the song is. Do you know what it was, Ronnie? Stand up for the Ulster, man. Stand up. No, I've got a What is it now? I don't know. Uh, it's stuck in my head. You know, the moment we stop recording, we're going to go Google it, and it's going to click again, and then we're going to know. But there's a couple of variations of some of you know, the French anthem. Yeah, definitely so, one of the songs sounded like the French anthem, like you say. But Ian luckily yeah. sending us that video of the crowd singing the songs, who could actually zone in and hear. Well, that's it that's the better. other one though, right? That's stand up for the Ulsterman, right? So we got to get into these things now. If we start watching more of these games, we're going to have to, you know, when somebody does watch the game with us one day, we're going to have to say, well, it's because of the uh, the the link in World War Two between the French and 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 Ulster or something, whatever <laughs> the link is. Well, let's say if, if, there's any, if there's any Ulster fans listening to this podcast, reach out to us. You can tell us what those songs are about. We might have a little something to give away there. Please, please let us know. We're quite keen to see what those songs are all about. I'm not going to give you giving anything away. Nick can give you something. 
Yeah, Ronnie only gives away super brew points because he's so useless. But saying that, another one where Ronnie beat me, Bulls 30, Sharks 27. Three point win for the Bulls. Your prediction was Bulls by four. Yeah, so I I think we spoke about this last week. I backed the Bulls because, you know, if the Bulls win, I get my super brew points. And if the Sharks win, then my heart is happy. But looks like the Bulls did beat us again in another bloody playoff match. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, just something in my throat there, Ronald. Um So so it was just very disappointing. It was a little bit sad. But then again, I also had COVID this week. So I could just have been sad because I wasn't feeling very well. Yeah, some might say that's karma, hey, for backing the team against your boys. Oh, true. Maybe that was karma. Maybe that's exactly <laughs> what happened. But let me tell you, sitting in those stands, I was watching Bosch and actually Hendricks as well, throwing those balls way over our, our forwards heads losing all their momentum it that distribution really was shocking not the nicest to call a player out but i truly felt that that's where we we lost the game you know i also don't like calling him out too much like that because it is definitely a bit of a confidence issue too and everyone's speaking so ill of you you are going to start playing like shit Kevin bosch is definitely terrible at the moment i really hope he's not listening to this because yeah <laughs> But I mean, also, aside from individual performances, the collective leadership of the Sharks team needs to be called into question. I mean, on the Bulls 10-meter line, we win a penalty. What do we do? Jaden Hendricks up, picks and goes, taps the ball, and then we lose it immediately in a turnover. Why is a scrum half running into the Bulls forward back and losing the ball? That was an easy three points. We lost the game by three points. And that happened twice. What? That's losing the game by three points. No, taking quick taps instead of playing no, against Mark. I, I agree, and, and it's and it, you, you make a very good point considering that there were nine Springboks or whatever in that Sharks team. That Springbok leadership right there, that's, that's making the poor decision or, at the, or not making a decision at all. I don't know which it is. Definitely, definitely a, a, a worrying call there. And then, Ronnie, you weren't with me at Loftus this weekend, but I was quite surprised to find out that we could drink in the stands finally. I still, for me, Don't Loftus, tell the authorities. For me, Loftus needs to sort their shit out, though. It was ridiculous to be sitting there at 60 minutes, and I forgot about it. All these fences get slapped up to stop the crowds running onto the field. That happens nowhere else. Nowhere else. And then we're sitting there. We were sitting on the 22-meter line, and the Sharks are attacking on the Bulls line, and an Oak throws a drink at Mapimpi. I mean, come on, Bulls fans, sort it out. That is, that is why you've not been allowed to drink in the stadium. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. No, it is. It's it definitely, it's nice to go sit in the stands and have a beer and then somebody always just has to go and have one too many beers and then throw the rest of their beer at someone. I mean, we sat there, we also saw Kevin Mialami get a, a beer thrown at him many years ago. I remember that. Yeah, it was like a bottle from that oak, also jumping the fence. I mean, so jumping the fence, but, but you may, you, it is true. There's fences go up around Loftus, but it doesn't go up around any other stadium in South Africa. No way. There's a moat though in. Uh, in Ellis Park, right? Slightly, not to the extent that Loftus has. Kings Park, the game's over, the fans are allowed on the field. Can't yeah, they put out a little rope. Yeah. There's a little rope that goes around, says so don't cross the rope. But, but you're allowed it. on the field, you're allowed to go and meet and greet the players. The Bulls, after winning the quarterfinal, walked around the stadium, but they stayed on the, the touchline of the field. Like, I'm wondering, is that because someone's going to blixen them with a brandy or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Flying bottle of clippies. Yeah, it is ridiculous, yeah. But anyway, so the Bulls took that one. They broke our shark cards again for the 19th time. I, I was convinced the Sharks could actually do this one. I, I was secretly confident and incorrectly so. Yeah, Christmas breaking our hearts in the 83rd minute there, hey? 
I'm going to claim this as a win on Superbrew because I did pick the highest score out of the two of us. But Leinster, 76, Glasgow, 14. Leinster blew them out park. Yes, and it, it, it ultimately resulted in Glasgow. They coached the boot. Yeah, it was a shocker so, from Glasgow. They just had no answer for, for Leinster's attack. And Leinster put them to bed thoroughly. Well, it's, it is a little bit crazy. If you look at the top eight, you would think that all eight teams could at least put up some sort of a fight. You know, when you get to playoff stages of things like the URC and things like Super Rugby and whatnot, you don't expect a massive blowout like this. 76 Not at all. points is, is is a lot to let through. I mean, in the you, have, have, you, have you been making any tackles in, at all this season if you're getting 76 points through, you know? In the words of Ian, that was bad, bad. That was bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, bad. Was, that was bad, bad. I, I don't know what much what else to say about that. I mean, it's a bit of a mismatch, first versus eighth on the log, but not a 76-point mismatch. No, it's not the first time that first first... It's not the first time that the top first Barton play one another in a playoff sort of setup, no. and you don't typically see 76 points get put through a team at that stage. You'll see it in Super Rugby when the Sun Wolves are playing the Crusaders. You know, in the group back. stages, yeah. In the group stages, but you don't see this in a playoff. I mean, your prediction was Leinster by 10, mine was Leinster by 15. So we were way off the mark by the, no, the I thought, Leinster I, car. You know, I was convinced Leinster would take it, but I was not convinced that it was going to be anything other than tough fight for Leinster, at least. So maybe a little bit disappointing from our Scotsman over there in Glasgow. Looking down at Cape Town, Storm is securing the win, an 11-pointer there, Storm is 28-17 Edinburgh. Must admit, I actually missed this one. I think the COVID was... Uh, in full force at that point so i did go to sleep and uh, my heart was a little bit sad because of the sharks losing it had nothing but... to do with your dislike for the stormers hey oh yes oh, there's that too <laughs> oh, but i yeah. backed i backed them on super Bowl. i knew the stormers would take it so hold um, on you backed the stormers but you couldn't back the sharks yeah but i knew i i thought with my head listen listen the reason i beat you in super Bowl is because i'm smart about these things I'm going to back the Bills because they won, and I'm going to back the Stormers because they also won in the end, because I know what I'm talking about. This is this is true. I'll give that to you. But just tell me, when you sign up for our Super Brew competitions and you have to select the team that you support Yeah, yeah there, I back the Sharks. I'm not a neutral. Is, is it? Are you sure? Yes, 100%. No. Okay, I just had, to, just had to make sure. I'm and not like Switzerland. We look over. There were also quarterfinals underway in the Super Rugby Pacifica. Did you catch any of that action this weekend? Yeah, so I think all four of those matchups also kind of went the way that I expected them to go, including the Brumbies. Hurricanes, I picked that one. Uh, a little bit disappointed in, of course, the Hurricanes actually losing because in years past, you would have thought that the Hurricanes were going to be absolutely dominant over the Brumbies. But uh, well done to the Brumbies. They stepped it up. But you know, for the rest of the games, I also I pretty much uh, I picked them. They went too many shoppers there. Perhaps maybe the Blues Highlanders was a little bit disappointing for me from a Highlanders perspective. I thought that they played very well and they just didn't get the points on the board. I think let's start with the first one. Crusaders 37, Reds 15. You know, the Reds haven't won in New Zealand since 2013. And it's their 11th loss in a row to the Crusaders. The last time they beat them was in the 2011 Super Rugby Final. So Red's having a bit of a tough time. I don't know. Standout performer for me in that game was definitely Will Jordan. I know he's a favorite of a mate, Shane. Yes. But Will Jordan no, absolutely is a very threat. well. I'd actually love mm. to see Will Jordan and Fussy included in the Barbarian squad. 
that would be pretty sick at the end of the year. Well, Will Jordan plays very well though. Does him playing fullback make a case for him to actually play fullback? Yeah, I'd, I I would honestly be looking at Jordan and Jordy to cover 15 for the All Blacks. Maybe even putting Will Jordan on the wing. There's some space there within the squad. And then Chiefs, 39, 15 Waratahs. Yeah, like I said, no real upset there for me. I thought the Chiefs were obviously going to take this one. You know, they did so convincingly. So well done to them. I think the Tars had a good first half. Their pack was quite mobile and they did manage to slow the Chiefs down a bit. But yeah, when the second half kicked off, they just weren't able to to contain them anymore. I mean, Brad Weber captaining the side, he scored uh, two tries. You know, the lapses he found, I mean, the first was a wraparound of the line-out and there was a huge amount of space for him. Those minor defensive lapses are things you cannot allow against a Kiwi team. I mean, even after Darren Coleman, the new Tars coach, has lifted them up, remember the Tars didn't win a single game last year. So to make it to the quarters... Okay, yeah, a, the, the, the this year's Tars team and last year's Tars team are two completely Tars teams. No, if for I sure. That's that difficult to say. <laughs> no, for sure. But I think kudos must go to Darren Coleman, the new coach. I think he's started to turn them around there and maybe next year we'll see them going going a little bit further then the game i'm most excited to talk about is our lovely blues beating the highlanders okay so when i was talking about them earlier and you were laughing i was going to ask you like why are you laughing at me because <laughs> i can see you in the corner there so tell me about this thing well did you see my boy Bowden barrett two tries eh? one either side of half time quickly swaying just... the momentum of that game yeah, well, can I also just make a point now, now that you mentioned Bowen Barrett? Did you see the number of times he was kicking over the weekend? Like, he's yeah. definitely been working on a kicking game. He is in form now. And I also just want to ask, why are you sanitizing your hands? You already have COVID, Ronnie. No, I've, I drew on my desk with pencil and then uh, <laughs> I rubbed it with my fingers and then I wanted to get it off my fingers. Don't ask me questions. That you, like, just shut <laughs> Carry on with the podcast, you moron. Well, yeah, Bowden, I thought he had a cracker of a game. He actually captained the Blues for this fixture standing in. Yeah, ending the Highlanders' misery. I think they've had a pretty shocking season. I also don't understand how the Highlanders made it to the quarterfinals because they've well, only they won four, four out of 14 games. Yeah, well, if you, go, if you go look, so that's eighth, right? And then seven, six, and fifth all won eight times. So they were very close together. So there was, the points weren't really spread out there uh, as well. It was, and then it was just... The Highlanders was the, was the best of the rest. It's a little bit ridiculous that eight teams out of 12 go through to the playoffs. I mean, that's really unheard of. Two-thirds of, of, of the teams actually go through to go the quarterfinals. Through, yeah. They should have rather picked the top six and let six and fifth play in some sort of a trial match or something like that, you know? Yeah. No, that was a bit of an absurdity for me. Maybe the Highlanders should have been playing against uh, Glasgow game more. Their speed. Yeah, I mean, it, it's absolutely true. How do you go through to playoffs having only won four games? Four games. But a good player, good performance, Akira Ioani, putting his hand up nicely. He had a good, strong season last year. I think he's definitely yeah. put his hand up for, for All Black selection again. That will In actually his try, be announced. He hit that he hit that uh, line so hard when he scored his try. There was no one in the world that was going to stop it. Yeah, I know so, that's for sure. That guy really has. He's uh, yeah. It's going to be tough to come up. And then last fixture for the weekend was the Brumbies versus the Hurricanes. Brumbies winning that 35-25. Australia's only hope going into the semi-finals. No, like I said, a little bit disappointed with the Hurricanes, but the Brumbies have been doing a little bit better this season as well. They've been stepping it up, and we'll talk about this. I've got a little something to say. I'm going to complain about this later in my little segment at the end. Of course. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, just well done. I thought the Brumbies played very well. well yeah. I really did. 
Yeah, so. definitely, definitely the form side. And I think, yeah, Tom Wright's try at the end, you know, that sort of put the cap on the game and and that when it was over, you know, Jordy Barrett also uncharacteristically missing a kick. That was the momentum swinger and Brumbies pounced on their opportunities to get the win. Both competitions head, head towards the semifinals this coming weekend. That's we gonna, true. So gonna, we've got some semifinals coming up. We're going to take a look at some of those predictions there, Ronnie. Let's get your ones wrong this week. The problem is it's Tuesday, so I can't really give you a, a breakdown of my Super Bruce scores now. I need to I need to read up and see the team sheets and all of that first. Ronnie likes to pretend that he knows how to read. Let's look at it first. Leinster versus Bulls. That's on Friday night at 8.35. Leinster announcing now that they will be starting James Lowe, Johnny Sexton and Tad Furlong, bolstering that squad even more from last week. What are we thinking there, Ronald? Well, it's sad to say, but I think after the performance against, against Glasgow... It's going to be a tough ask for the Bulls to go all the way there and go and win against Leinster on their home ground. So I'm going to back Leinster here. That's what my head says. My heart says the Bulls can do it. It's going to be Leinster by like, oh, let's say eight or something like that. I've got Leinster by 18. So that's going to be an interesting one. See, so you've got no faith in the Bulls, eh? No. Are you what? a traitor? I'm not a Bulls fan. So that's okay. But you are a South African fan. I am, but I'm also realistic. And then Stormers versus Ulster. That's Saturday at 3 o'clock down in Cape Town. Ulster coming off a good performance. Stormers struggling a bit with injuries to their centers. Looking like they're going to call up Jean de Jong to, to join the midfield there. What are your predictions for that one, Ronnie? No, I've got faith in the Stormers Yeah, I don't like them very much, but I've got faith in them uh, representing South Africa. So come on, Stormers. And But this is going to be a tough one, though. This is going to be a really tough one for Stormers, so it's going to be very close. Stormers by two. Yeah, I'm going to go with Stormers by three. I think it's going to be a Leinster-Stormers final, um, either at RDS Arena or the Aviva. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. And then let's just take a quick squiz at the, the Super Rugby semifinals. Crusaders hosting the Chiefs. Yeah, so I think this one for me, clear favourites, of course, are the Crusaders. I don't know about how much. I don't know if you want to go by how much it's going to be Crusaders by eight. I think so. It is by 12. And I actually hope in the second fixture, the Bulls take it home against the Brumbies. So you and me can have our Richie Moonga Bowen Barrett debate heated up for a final. That'll be an interesting one. Did you just say Bulls versus the Brumbies or have uh, I been drinking? Yeah, you've probably been drinking too much cough medicine. Yeah, you, you did say so. You did say the Bulls. So I said I'm the sure Blues. This. You did say the Bulls. When you go and edit this, please listen to this moment uh, over and over a couple of times. So okay. it's going to be the Blues that will beat the Brumbies, unfortunately. It is going to be a, a Crusaders versus Blues matchup. Let's talk about the Blues versus Brumbies then. I reckon the Blues will take this one quite comfortably and it's going to be a 15-point game in favour of the Blues. Yeah, I'm also going to go with 15 points there, Ronnie. So we're both the same for that one. That's likely then to set up a Crusaders-Blues final. And I guess that'll decide which of us is right about Bowden and Richie. Well, Ronnie, with all that semi-final rugby on, it's also time to look at the, the box squad that's been announced. I know New Zealand's looking to announce theirs after the semis. 17 players called up to the box squad so long and progressively more will be called as their teams get knocked out of the URC. This is mostly made out of Sharks and Japanese players. Correct. I was quite surprised. I didn't see actually any Lions players in that squad. So, and ducks for them. Look, I, if you go and look at this team, it's it's very familiar names. I don't see anything out here that, that, makes, that raises a bit of an eyebrow. I think the, the biggest eyebrow I raised here was Elton Yankees because I was wondering... Why things aren't happening about his uh, little trip on the aeroplane. 
Well, I think New Face and in, Intutuku and Chunu, I actually predicted that. I wrote an article about it a couple of weeks ago. So good to see him in there. Doubtful he'll remain when the squad gets trimmed ahead of the tests, maybe looking at him for the SAA fixtures. But yeah, he, he's in there. Thomas Detoy and Ox as well. Hooker's pretty predictable. Malcolm Marks and Bongi and Bonambi. Lucy's mm-hmm. good, good to see Peter Steff to toy back, training with the side. Sia and Kwaka there as well. Franco Mostert, the only lock, or as they have him down as a utility forward. Yeah. Funny how they don't consider Peter Steff a lock anymore, and that's where he started there. Scrum halves, both Sharks, Scrummies, Jaden Hendrickson and Grant Williams. I have a bit of a preference for Grant Williams. I think the Sharks missed him on the weekend. It'll be interesting to see which of them gets retained. Maybe both because Reinach is injured. And as you said, Alton Yankees is there. Lucanio Am and Jesse Creel for the centers. Fassi and Mapimpi are both there. And then Vili LaRue. What are your thoughts Vili on LaRue? that? Vili LaRue. <laughs> no, look, I mean, look, Apolele Fassi's there, right? So granted, he gets he gets uh, a foot in the door and he's allowed to chat. You can't then just, you know, Vili's not, he's still playing rugby. I was going to say good rugby, but I don't really know because, <laughs> well, I don't get to watch Japanese rugby. I'm super smart though. No, so, but, but really, you have to chat to him. He's he's our uh, he's, he was he's been our regular for many years. You have to chat to him, right? He either he needs to pass over the reins to Apolela Fassi, and if Fassi can't make the step up, then well, I guess we go to the World Cup with Vili Lahu. Well, saying that, I mean, obviously, it's quite hard to sort of make predictions about the squad because this is only a portion of it. But do you see Warakalant getting thrown in the mix there? Well, he also deserves a fair. He deserves a call up. I mean, I thought he's been stellar. Well. Yeah, he's yeah, been playing very, very well. Stella is such a wonderful word. Yeah, it's it's Stella. <laughs> and then good to see Tyron Green actually turned up for for Harlequins over the weekend. So he's getting a bit match fit again. I was very keen to see him in the Buck jersey, but I've got a little bit less faith of his inclusion now. Yeah, let's let's have a look and see what goes there. But I can see Ronnie. I can see it in your gut that you're wound up for a rant today. Yeah, so I think I've actually I've ranted about this before, but I'm going to rant about it again. I watch Breakdown. So sometimes when I'm bored, I sometimes watch the uh, rugby shows from other countries, and that includes the Breakdown. I was actually watching it with my father, and something that Sir John Gerwin, JK, said really pissed me off. Actually, the whole bloody team pissed me off on there. And they were talking about, you know, they were making excuses for the fact that, you know, they went as dominant as they were years before against the Australians now. Fiji and Drua and Moana Pacifica. And they were saying, no, these guys are already stepping up and it's amazing to see and blah, blah, blah. Making excuses for the fact that they weren't loving them like they used to. And so JK then made made a point there and he looked over at the rest of the panelists and he said, well, what about South Africa? What do we do with them now? And it just ticked me off. Who the hell do they think they are that they get to decide and, and let us into their competitions and allow us to play with? Yes, I was steaming at my ears when I heard him say that. And the rest of the panelists looked at him and they just dismissed it. They were like, no, 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 we don't need them. We don't need them. We don't need them. But there was a lot of uh, awkwardness I could feel on that stage as well. I think some of them have decided that it might actually be a good idea, but uh, South Africa has now actually forgotten about New Zealand. And you know, they need to be bloody, bloody well careful because we'll leave the the all blacks as well in the championship if they're not bloody well kept. That's New Zealand, that's a bit of an overstep from the guys on the breakdown there. 
they are definitely missing us in Super Rugby. They've said it a number of times. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one that they take that stance. I would hate to see the box leave the, the rugby championship. And I do believe New Zealand would learn a tough lesson if that was the case. I have to agree with your rant for a change, hey, Ronald? Yeah, it's obviously something I've spoken about in the past, but it just really ticked me off this week when Bloody JK had the audacity to to uh, ask, do we allow South Africa back in? What a bunch of idiots. Yeah, they forget that we bring the biggest broadcast audience, the biggest crowd attendance and all of that. We're the, we're the side that brings the money. So we're the cash cow. Yeah, exactly. And URC has been a huge success. Definitely off the mark there from, from the boys. And Ronald, last week, your guess, Sergio Parise for Saturday. Well, guess I apologize. Little, little bit off the mark there. Unfortunately, you missed out on that one. Todd Clever was the, the pick. And then, Clever one, Nick. Yeah, thanks. I thought so too. Uh, that was definitely catering to our listeners in America. This week, I thought I'd change it up a little bit though, Ronald. I want you this week to name the combo. So it's a pairing of players. I'm going to name both of them. I'm going to give you some stats like I always do. You get your questions. And then like everyone, you're going to have to wait for Saturday to find out who it is that I'm talking about. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So this pairing made their debuts in 2002 and 2003, respectively. They have 181 test caps between them. 295 test points. Their debuts came against Uruguay and France. They've played together for club and country, starting 29 tests as a combination. And they're ranked third and fourth for most test tries scored for their country. What are your questions, Ronnie? All right, so since I ask every week whether the player is a World Cup winner, I'm going to ask how many World Cup medals do these two have collectively? It's a good question, but you might not like the answer because it's three. It's three? Well, now you've completely thrown me off here. <laughs> Yeah, that question, that was an interesting question. Do you have another Allow me to me? think about this one. So three World Cup medals. I asked the wrong question. Hey, I, should, <laughs> I should ask gold you medals. <laughs> you definitely asked the wrong question. <laughs> okay, so uh, what were my other questions? Are they a forward pairing or backline pairing? They're a backline pairing. All right, and how many farms do they collectively have in the career? Oh, eight. There's a chance that uh, that's true. There's also a chance that that's not true. So, all right. So, having made my little joke, having firstly caught me off guard with your response about the number of medals, and then seeing how you reacted to that, it also reaffirmed what I was going to say, what I originally thought. And this is Jacques Ferry and John de Villiers. Well, Ronnie, as everyone else does, you're going to have to wait for Saturday for that answer. But, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Please give you're us welcome. a like. No, not you. Please give us a like on the socials, share the podcast around. We have a new Super Brew League starting. You can check the link there on our website. Join us for the July Internationals. We'll be giving away some prizes. And yeah, catch you guys next week, Thursday. Lacquer, everybody. Mm-hmm.